Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butthurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. I hear sleigh bells, or jingle bells, or some sort of bell, so that can only mean one of two things. Either the Star Spangler's playing with his dingling, or it's the Christmas special. Uh, by dingling, I mean uh, a couple of uh, dingling bells, of course. Don't be weird. Don't make it weird. But welcome to the Christmas special, because... Tis the season for Crimbus, and uh, why don't we just go ahead and talk about a couple of things Christmas-related. As you know, my heart and soul lives in Halloween year-round, and of course, what, uh, what would I be if I didn't actually acknowledge Christmas? You know, you got to do it on your own terms. Everybody has their own special way to celebrate the season, and of course, we've got you know, Christmas, which is is the prominent holiday featured by most, and I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge other holidays as well, because everybody's got their own thing. So, you know, even things that have been around forever and ever and stuff that's been made up five minutes ago, whatever, it's all important. Uh, but don't even think about coming here wishing me uh, happy Honda days when you know damn well we celebrate Toyotathon in this household. So I'm going to talk about a couple of pieces. I'm going to take a break in between and kind of highlight some of my special and uh, seasonal musts that have to take place, whether it's certain songs I need to hear or certain movies and specials I need to watch, because we all have that. We all have those things that we look forward to season after season. And so I'll kind of talk about that a little bit because music is a huge influence, of course. And even if it's Christmas music, doesn't mean it's not influential because a lot of times certain songs just hit the way they hit. They just hit just right. And, you know, I've got kind of a rule where I can't really listen to Christmas music outside of Christmas. And 
It used to be where it wasn't uh, it wasn't uncommon for as soon as Halloween ended, boom, the next day I was into the Christmas spirit. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just things change over time. People evolve, so on and so forth. And so I definitely enjoy Christmas music, but it's got to be just kind of a done in the right way at this point. But I want to talk about two different pieces. The first one is called Zombie Claws, and it's basically just an old uh, painting. And I say old, I actually, I painted this in December of 2006. And I don't really have Christmas paintings of any sort. I just thought this would be kind of, I, I don't know, just kind of interesting to have hanging up looking like a crazy zombie Santa, because we always see Christmas as such this beautiful time and all of this, you know, seasonal artwork and, you know, pretty pictures and scenes and winterscapes and decorated trees and all that. So I figured why not induce a little bit of chaos? And so I did. And back, uh, back around that time, there was a record that came out called Misfits Meet the Nutley Brass, and that was released in 2005. And it was just this kind of a kind of a lounge style series of covers of misfit songs. No, no vocals, just instrumentals. And you could easily introduce that into this like 40s or 50s era lounge setting. And it was and it's just it's all misfits tunes kind of created in that fashion. And I thought it was pretty cool. However, what I really love more than the music on that album is the cover art. The cover art is incredible. And that kind of inspired a handful of pieces that I did back at the time, including this one. And so on the main album itself, you'll find that there's a focal piece of the, the Crimson Ghost, but he's kind of wearing this lounge jacket and he's got a fez on and he's holding a martini glass. And it's just he's nestled up to this this beautiful, timeless, iconic woman. And in the background, you see like the band silhouettes and other ghouls that are dancing with there are ghouls and then there are good looking girls and the girls are normal the ghouls are ghouls but the background ghouls are what really kind of set me off because i thought they were just super cool they're very uh crudely based on just a lot of basic paint not a lot of detail I mean, there's detail, but it's it's very just loose. It's very loosely created and not a lot of um, very specific and, and precise line work. And so, I don't know, it just, it stood out to me. And so I wanted to somewhat replicate that. And I, like I said, I did a series of pieces that were all in a similar fashion. And this one just kind of came together that way. It's it's Santa Claus. It's the big guy. And he's he's infected. And he's coming at you like a tornado of arms and teeth and fingernails. No, it's actually just a, it's an extreme close-up, and it's a traditional winterscape in the background primarily. There are some pine trees. There's a snowman, a decapitated snowman, but it's just kind of a, a blue sky, not a whole lot of detail there. The trees are, I don't know, uh, mostly a few different shades of green, but they just kind of they layer, there's about three of them. There's there's two on one side, one on the other. But then the reason I introduced the snowman into that mix is because that helps to balance between two and two. So in the background, you've got this, this snowman that is decapitated and bloody, but of course, 
you know, it wouldn't be bleeding, but it's because Santa just decided to, you know, eat its face off. So the, the head of the snowman is laying on the ground. The carrot is dislodged from the face and just kind of laying in a pool of blood next to him. The hat's all crooked and tilted. And then the, it looks like the, the stick arm is just kind of like reaching from above, like reaching out for nothing. And then right up close and in your face is Santa himself. And he's got very blank, cloudy zombie eyes with some reds and pinks and, and creams surrounded by some super dark circles around the eyes. The one side of his head, the left side, is exposed. You can see his skull and there's a crack in it. And there's a lot of very dark, almost crimson style red blood around the area. And then his face is just, his mouth is just bursting with just blood splattering everywhere. His beard is gray and dirty. His suit is also that very dark crimson red, almost maroon, and helps to kind of let the, the, the fresh blood pop against it. And there's just a, a lot of splatter and big yellow teeth, just ugliness. His skin is gray, and he's just clearly Santa, but clearly infected and coming to get some. So whether or not this is a mall Santa, whether or not this is the, the real deal, I'll let you decide. You be the judge. But that's kind of the piece in a nutshell. It's very basic, very, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm certain I did this from start to finish in one sitting. And it was just, I think I probably didn't even wash my brush in between, in between applications. It, I feel like I, I just went to town with it and just, I got what I got. And so at this point in time, I wasn't really using a lot of Sharpie or any other sort of media in this handful of pieces that I did like this. They were just all very kind of extreme close-ups, fairly um, colorful, but not a lot of specific detail. And it, it kind of works. I mean, I feel like something like this, I'm not super proud of it. It's, it's not super talented or, you know, Use, use your judgment. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. It's not going to bother me. But like I said, if it's from 2006, we're talking almost, we're getting close to almost 20 years ago. That's that's nuts. Like that's, that's cray cray to think about me painting that so long ago. And to me, it doesn't really feel like that long ago because I can remember when that record came out. I can remember listening to it. I can remember just flipping through the, the liner notes and, and you know what have you looking at all the interior artwork as well. And it was just pretty cool. It was just something that, I don't know, um, it made me want to paint more in that style and to kind of refine more in that style. And so I was able to take those experiences and the, the handful of paintings that I did like that and continue to evolve into a different way. And so I was able to take not only that style of zombie, but then when I went through and introduced some really heavy, thick, black, Sharpie line work in future pieces, it helped me to somewhat identify a style of my own that I tended to, to work more specifically in downrange. But yeah, that's just a fun piece. And I don't know, even though I've got my rule about 
once I sign it, it's done. Like I could think of different ways that I could make this so much better now, but I'm not going to go back and change it because it's just, it shows the, in my opinion, I guess, growth for lack of a better word. It shows that, um, I was able to, to take this and learn from it and, and move on. So I don't know, just kind of fun. So yeah, zombie claws. Right, Spangler, enough with the freaking bells. Dude, we did it on the opening. We don't need to do it at every segment. All right, take it down a notch. Calm your tits. All right, so as we've talked about a lot on this show, the influence of music in my artwork is huge. And and of course, I guess you could say the same about Christmas music too, because there's certain certain songs that I just like I, I like Christmas music in general. It's kind of relaxing, it can be peaceful, it can be something to just have on in the background it can have something to set the set the mood set the tone there's it's a multi-purpose type style of music however i really love certain songs each year and i gotta hear them and they're just my favorites over and over again i will tell you that my all-time favorite christmas song is sleigh ride by the ronettes i love it it's just it's very timeless uh it's very classic but it's also very fun and energetic it's just it's my favorite I also love If I Get Home on Christmas Day by Elvis, specifically the version that's featured on his Christmas duets album, even though that particular song is not a duet. It's just kind of one of the bonus tracks, and it's just, it's it's strong. His voice is huge and powerful, and, you know, everything he touches is, is majestic. And that's the king, man, so you can't go wrong. Some other songs that I, I really enjoy, Misfits have a... a three-song uh, LP, EP record that came out. Uh, has The title track is called Island of Misfit Toys. I can listen to that thing on repeat like I can't even tell you how many times. It's freaking awesome. It's just it's awesome, great Misfits. Uh, it's during the era that Jerry was on vocals. You have uh, Des Kadena on guitar, and I want to say Robo was on the drums maybe for that point in time. I don't think it was Marky Ramone. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but it was great. Speaking of the Ramones, Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. Awesome. It's been covered by so many people, and it's just, it's great. Even Sia's got a, a song that I like. Uh, I think she's got a whole Christmas record out, but it's uh, Santa is, Santa's Coming for Us is one of my faves off of that. Uh, <laughs> no Doubts, Oi to the World, covering, of course, the, the Vandals version of Boy to the World, the original, and that's cool. The Killers, Don't Shoot Me Santa, another good one. The Darkness, Christmas Time, pretty cool. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the Lonely Island's Dick in a Box. And, of course, a uh, little honorable mention. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> yes. Let me... Wash that down with a little hazelnut coffee. Mmm. Great googly moogly. Oh, where did that come from? Jiminy Christmas. Okay. Honorable mention. So, did I say dick in a box already? I think I did. That that's a that's a great gift anytime. But I like uh, Gordon Lightfoot's song for Winter's Night. 
even though it's not necessarily a Christmas song, it kind of works as one, especially when Sarah McLaughlin covered it uh, for, I think it was like, like a Target exclusive CD. In fact, actually on that same CD, um, you've got uh, the Spice Girls covered Sleigh Ride, and it's a similar version to that of the Ronettes. So, you know, Spice Girls, Sarah McLaughlin, all good. So those are just some songs that I really enjoy listening to. Of course, there's several others that are in the mix. You know, those aren't necessarily a whole lot of the the traditional classic Christmas tunes, but I like them. And, you know, if you haven't heard of those before, take it a little bit and look them up. You might just find a, a new favorite in the mix. Of course, when it comes to movies and specials, the number one Christmas film that I have to watch every single year of course, is It's a Wonderful Life, and that's not very unique to me. I think most people tend to watch that a lot, and I don't really think it was intended to be necessarily a Christmas film. It just happens to take place at Christmas time, but I will watch that every year and just sit there by myself and ball my ass off because it's just, I don't know, it, it makes sense, and it's uh, it's pretty deep, and I'm a huge pussy, so I guess that's why I, I just like it a lot, but Another thing that I like to watch is, uh, of course, cartoons, because I love cartoons. And Christmas Comes to Pac-Land is a 1982 Hanna-Barbera uh, episode of Pac-Man and his family, and Santa crashes there, and it's just classic 80s. But speaking of the 80s, you can't have uh, a Christmas special without the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special from 1985. That's pretty great. And then, of course, I like to always kind of close out things by watching the Mr. Bean Christmas episode uh, with Rowan Atkinson. So, I don't know. It, some of it's traditional, some of it's non-traditional. I can't do anything normal. That's just how I roll. So, yeah, that, those are some of the things that I like to enjoy. I hope that you have your own type of uh, traditions and holidays, uh, different occurrences that you like to do, different I don't know, things that make you unique, your family unique, because there's plenty of stuff that everybody does, but what is it that you like to celebrate? What are the traditions that you embrace and, and try to enjoy? So that's the that's the beauty of kind of doing your own thing, because you can take something that exists and, and take it to a different level, church it up, make it your own, and just have a good time. So whatever you like to do, enjoy it. So why don't we talk about the second piece and we'll we'll conclude this this year's holiday special. Knock it off with the frickin' bells. God damn it, you're ruining this Christmas special. Sorry about that, folks. It's just he he gets excited. Bless his heart. Let's talk about one more piece, and it's not really a Christmas piece, but I think you could kind of tie it in to, to make it work for the episode, just to kind of drag it out a little bit and stretch it out. What I did was I took a thrift shop sculpture statue find, and it's it's kind of good size. It's uh, about 16 inches tall, about 9 inch-ish, 9 inch-ish uh, wide wingspan, if you will, and you'll understand what I mean here in a sec, but... I found this this statue of a like a choir girl angel thing, and 
It's got wings, so that indicates that it's therefore an angel holding the, the hymn and has a long gown on, just singing, very basic, very simple. And of course, I, I took it and fixed it and turned it into um, the opposite, I guess, of what an angel would be and turned it into a demon, like the demon, as in Gene Simmons. Yes, that's right. So I um, took this beauty and it didn't take me long. I completed it on 29 January of 23. So not quite a year ago. And I saw it at the at the thrift shop, and I just thought to myself, this is too easy, of course. Why wouldn't I get this piece? And I thought, you know, yeah, I could paint the face. The clothing and the wings don't really match, but I could make it work. There was a, a film that was done in kind of that classic Scooby-Doo style, but it, it was the original lineup of Kiss called Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. And, and you'll see them throughout that film, and they've got these big robes and cloaks on with hoods and they're like black and sparkly and so I kind of use that as the inspiration even though I didn't go in that direction it's kind of along those lines where I was able to get away with not necessarily changing the attire but what I did on this was I sculpted with some modelite uh, synthetic clay a tongue because the mouth is already open because the the angel was singing and I, I extended this big long Gene Simmons tongue of his and then I also sculpted his ponytail that he uses at the top of his head to kind of tie back his hair because it already has long hair. And so I wanted to kind of put that level of detail into it to make sure that it captured that specific part of his, his hairstyle for the demon. And so obviously the, the face was easy. I painted it in the classic demon makeup that he wears all the time with changing the hair color to black embracing the uh, just the, the natural flow of that, but then also the white makeup, demon wings around the eyes, the bat wings around the eyes, the, the widow's peak makeup, and then of course the tongue. And then the hymn itself, the hymnal rather, is white on the outside or cream colored, and then I just have the kind of like a black wash over the, the pages in the front. You can't really see them looking at it straight on, but it just implies that it is indeed black. And then for the rest of the, the piece, I used some metallics and I covered the majority of the clothing and the wings in a very um, initial foundation of flat black. And then I went over that. The gown itself has some red on it along the bottom, some very dark, almost crimson red, and then one more layer over top of that of, of, a, of a bronze copper type finish. But the way the sculpt, the original sculpt is embellished all over the whole piece is that there's a lot of pattern and floral uh, detail, a lot of like lace and other kind of embellishments throughout the piece. And so with having the original black foundation and then going over it in the bronze, the black still shows through in certain areas and it, it helps to kind of capture that. So it's very monochromatic initially as you look at it, but then as you continue to look at it even closer, you'll see the level of detail and how other layers of color show through. The wings, however, I did that in kind of a two-tone. So it's got a bronze 
initial base and then I went over it again in gold. And so there's a slight contrast between the gown and the the wings themselves. And so I feel like it works. It's very much a, a metallic and just very elegant type finish. And then you kind of work your way up to the top and you see this demonic face, this classic Gene Simmons look, the tongue, the eyes. It's all very focused on the him, but it's it's very evident as to what it is. Like there's no mistaking the fact that this is indeed a tribute to Gene Simmons. And so pretty cool in my opinion. The hands I painted in a cream color and then I just very lightly detailed each of the fingernails in black nail polish. Well, it's implied nail polish. And so that's really the piece in a nutshell. Very simple, very basic. It looks a lot more detailed than I described it, but that's because of the original sculpt. I really, all I did was church it up literally. And uh, I've got it here on my desk as I'm kind of recording and, and rotating it through. I put a piece of felt on the bottom of it just to, to protect whatever surface it would eventually have its resting place on. And that's the piece. That's that's uh, Gene. It's it's untitled. And obviously, I, as you've seen on the show, and there's even more that I haven't talked about. There's so much stuff that I've done with uh, the boys from KISS. I, I can't ever get bored with or do enough of using their image and the the face paint the the way that it just there's something just magical about it i don't know we we've talked about it so many times but it's just it's so cool i don't think there will ever be another band quite as iconic as kiss say what you will about their music i know they have a lot of critics and a lot of haters especially with how the way things worked out with different lineup changes over the years and certain particular songs or albums and marketing like the whole nine but at the end of the day they are the epitome of what a rock concert stage show should look like um, i would say they are matched only by perhaps alice cooper because he also embraces the theatrics that come along with not only the music but the entire experience and then even Judas Priest puts on a, a pretty remarkable stage show as well. So not to get too far off the topic, but obviously music is a huge influence with so much that I do that I just had to tie back in, into this particular piece as well. So as you can see, Gene is celebrated and Gene may not be the reason we celebrate the season, but I don't know, you figure it out. So this is going to conclude uh, the holiday special. I think uh, at the risk of offending anybody like I care, uh, I will sum it up with a happy uh, winter solstice to you and or Merry Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa. I think that covers just about everything. And then, of course, there's Festivus for the rest of us. It is no surprise that Marley mates are indeed the greatest listeners in the galaxy. That's right. So whether you decide to support me by listening to the show week after week, tuning into the Facebook lives every now and then, or even following me on my social media pages of the Facebook and Instagram, that's greatly appreciated. But I've recently also started a merch shop. If you want to get your hands on some of the coolest Marley Ramones Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast merch, Head on over to Spreadshirt.com and find yours today. We've got logo stuff. We've got original artwork. There's plenty to choose from, and I'm always adding more.
Also, I've recently started a Patreon page, and for just $5 a month, the cost of a mocha chalk of bullshit. You could have a membership to Marley Ramone's Mad Madhouse of the Dead podcast, where with every new subscription, I will send you a personalized video message and mention you by name in a future podcast episode. If you should wish to participate, go on over and check it out. If not, no worries. I love that you keep coming back for more anyways. So I will talk to you soon. Tune in next week. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy, and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1 or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.